0: podcast.
1: Society 13 Podcast Network and you are listening to Kettle Whistle Radio with Heather and Dave. The only place I come for the music,
0: the macabre, and movies. KOKW calling. I'm on international frequency. Come in. Up again.
2: Make me <laughs> <laughs> you know, what is this? What does
1: this represent? Uh, because this isn't just about soda. Hello, beans. This is Dave.
3: And Hello! Don't judge me! Don't judge me! Don't judge me!
2: Don't judge me. Don't judge me. It's going to be called. A
3: Back, January 2014. Welcome back to Kettle Whistle Radio, kicking off the new year strong with some uh, new family members and also some of my favorite family members here, uh, the Bloody Nerve, uh, Lori and Lane, and Stacy Blood will be on shortly. Actually, coming in mid conversation. I was getting schooled by Stacy Blood, uh, where he has a strong radio background. He's going to be helping me out with a couple of things, uh, not to mention uh, I have a huge project that I'm working on, several projects actually, and uh, he's going to be helping me with those, we'll just say, up and coming projects. Um, but yes, yeah, so you're going to come in mid-conversations. He started telling me his rates, which <laughs> rather interesting. So uh, hope everybody's New Year celebration was safe and happy. I uh, hope Christmas was good. Christmas is over, decorations coming down, getting a flu shot, it's snowing like crazy, it's raining currently, Uh, so things are back to their dreary selves, so we should, uh, I don't know, let's look forward to this new year and hopefully things get brighter for everybody, Uh, a little dismal ending to last year for a lot of folks, and some new beginnings for others, so isn't that just the way? I don't know, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, I need some coffee though. Good horror movies uh, recently on Netflix, if you have it, *The Devil's Pass*. I sort of recommend that one back to back with *Yellow Brick Road*. I think they're sort of low budget, but entertaining, creepy stuff. Let's see what you think about those. I'm also getting to this *Orange Is the New Black*. Not a horror, but definitely human horror about women going to jail. Made by, uh, I think it's pronounced Genji uh the Weeds writer, um, good show, good show. I'm into it. So, all right, let's get into this with the Bloody Nerve. Play some music for them. They have a new EP out, Blue, and I highly recommend it. I purchased it, played some of it already. We'll play some of that today too. As far as comic books, I've kind of fallen off the wagon there. Uh, comic books, I, I yeah, I definitely fell behind in the last couple of months. I haven't been picking up even my Swamp Thing issues. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Hmm, comic book movies. Didn't see the new Superman. Did not like the new Spidey. Last year, I guess that was. Uh, Really liked the Wolverine. uh, As far as reading materials, currently reading Al Jorgensen's book, which, whether you like him or not, it's very entertaining. Also finishing up Rex Brown's book. That's Rex Brown of Pantera. Uh, Kind of a tearjerker, how it starts off, uh, the whole dime bag thing and it really gets into the meat of it that's a very interesting read and as far as music not a whole lot mainstream that I'm listening to I am digging Gary Clark Jr. as far as rock and roll and Amelda May if you like rockabilly and uh, she's kind of got this Gwen Stefani thing going on I kind of like her voice better I know it's going to upset some people anyway but listen welcome back and I'm looking forward to the new year and uh, we got a lot coming up we'll have Heather in here soon enough uh peter de stefano will be stopping by again and that's just uh you know a few things i can throw at you right now i've got some projects i'm working on too so i did take some time off and i can't talk about them yet but i will you'll hear it here and now let's get into a mid-conversation with uh stacy schooling me on his rates for helping me out with <laughs> uh radio web design and other fun things all right i'll uh talk to you later enjoy By the hour or <laughs> per episode. By the word, homie,
1: so we better keep this short.
3: <laughs> oh man! All right, it's so it's like
1: uh, it's like freaking you know Ingve Malmsteen. He gets oh paid by god. the note. That's why he plays like
3: Ingve. Oh god, yeah, I had the pleasure of seeing him. Yeah, that guy's something else. I saw him open for Dio at the Ritz in New York in '88.
1: Yeah, but he's such a douchebag. He
3: is such a douchebag. Let me tell you what I saw him do, and then you, well, this will prove us both correct. During the show, uh, and he always had a new band because he kept firing them, but you know, he had yet a new band that night with him. He is not throwing guitar picks to the crowd, but pegging them, hitting his keyboardist, hitting his bass player, hitting his drummer with them because he didn't like how they were playing. What yeah. a piece of crap.
1: What a child. Yeah, exactly. He's Two years old. He's jerk, jerk.
3: Did he hold his girlfriend up at a uh, gunpoint not too long ago? The past eight years? Well, I he's inveighing
1: he... Ma- fucking Melonstein. <laughs>
3: That's who. That's who. Oh man. Well, when do we want to get rolling here? That's up to Whenever you. guys. You're ready. We're, both here. We're both here now. Can All you right. hear both of us okay? You are clear, station uh Lorian, not yeah. so much.
1: Okay, let me get her uh pointed at us here. Alright.
3: Now you're yes, fair? absolutely, absolutely. Cool. I can't believe our connection at prime time too. This is uh, well. Let's see how long it lasts. If it well, goes, you know what? yeah.
1: Um, I got the. I just threw down for the super fast freaking internet a couple weeks ago.
3: Okay. Okay. That works. So I'm
1: I'm uploading a lot faster than I was.
3: Good. Okay. I, we have FiOS here, but that's only as good as how many people on your block are on it all at once. But yeah, um,
1: I'm lucky. My hub is literally 150 feet away from this apartment.
3: Oh, okay. Geez. So it's
1: unbelievable. It's like even paying for the low bandwidth, I ended up with twice the bandwidth just because they they can't stop it. I'm, I'm, I'm that close
3: to it. This is one of the best connections it I've ever had. Stop it. Can <laughs> stop Go it. Go, rock it. <laughs> oh, yeah, We're going to touch on that in a little bit. I knew yeah. it. Learn some things here. All right. Well, here we are. January. Okay. We're 2014. I'm kicking the Kettle Whistle Radio off with. My, my favorite guests of all time, actually. Uh, I know I've only been in on the air for two uh, years, but you guys came in strong and uh, definitely one of my favorite guests. And once again, the bloody nerve, we got Stacy Blood and Lori and Lane. Welcome back, guys. Hey, how hey. you doing? <laughs> I thought I lost you. <laughs> That'd be a great way to kick off the new year. You know, I, I want to start things off with, I, I got to say, you guys had a major victory early in the year. <laughs> what a great way to start the year off uh, with Joey Huffman.
4: Joey. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. yeah. Joey's the man. Yeah. So he is full recovery, full recovery. Now what's going on there?
4: Oh, he's doing way better. I mean, uh, he had his surgery and he got out and he was speaking and cursing. So everything was a okay. Sounds... <laughs> That's what his girlfriend told us. So, uh, Kim, yeah, we, been great and, uh, yeah, he's, he's on his way, man. He's going to be up and he's going to be going full speed ahead in about two months, three months or so.
3: That's well that's great news. I mean really you can't beat that. Um that and you of course you released the blue EP uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yes, I, right. I I purchased that myself. I already played one song uh last show. And I play, I played Strange. Yes, I did. I played Strange. That was an awesome song, man. I love that
1: I'm glad you, well, yeah, yeah probably it's because uh, one of the lyrics in there
2: is talking about ghosts and stuff, so I figured you'd like that <laughs> Picked
3: part. up on it right away, I did. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys keeping uh, warm in all this, what do you guys got down, what, what kind of weather do you have? I heard you say you're worried about your heat going out.
1: Oh, well, you know we had the polar vortex recently, <laughs> okay. which sucked.
3: Well, it's kind of cold in the studio right now, uh, we, uh, I never w- met a polar vortex. W- we have i I got the fireplace kicking so the rest of the house is warm but my studio is freezing right now but that's just the way i roll um yeah so it's cold down south right now huh well it's
1: actually warmed up that whole polar polar vortex vortex. it's left us it it was like santa claus that uh came and brought us a little bag of goodies and (laughs) stole our milk and cookies and left i made a bit strip about it
3: oh really you know, I, I gotta tell you, I, I've been reading some of the reviews on the blue EP. And, uh, what was it? Jive Wire? Jive Wire, they Jive reviewed, J- Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, they did the, the red one as well. Um, I've heard, so far, I guess the three reviews I've seen have nothing but good stuff.
4: Oh, it's all been really positive. And Michael Kander did a great, uh, review. Yeah, he did. I was, uh, i
1: wired yeah yeah that was a pretty good review yeah he brought out the delaney and bonnie in there (laughs) yes
3: yeah i saw that i saw that and that's uh major influences from what your page says as well
1: well yes i mean kind of but not really i mean it's (laughs) i mean there is a little bit of backstory on the whole delaney and bonnie thing though um my my dad actually would uh was used to hang out with them at the brass ring in la a lot and so he knew delaney and bonnie and um Delaney, a band that my dad was in called Blue Rose. They were the house band at the Brass Ring for a mm-hmm. long time. And Delaney would come in and, you know, play with them and all that stuff. So that's how he got to know them. And that's how I got to know Delaney and Bonnie. And then all of a sudden.
4: Michael Cantor rips that out of like Yeah, he's like, Delaney Bonnie, wow, and Bonnie. Cool. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. But I mean, yeah, I could see why he would say that. I mean, it totally works.
3: That's, yeah, and now we're talking about Bobby, Bobby Blood, of course. Yes, yes. Right. The man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the bass player. Bass player and um, lots of influence, I'll say. Uh, I got to ask you this because I I, I saw this blurb where he either recorded or played with Three Dog Night or toured. What was it, just recording?
1: Uh, actually, Three Dog Night, he toured with Three Dog
3: Night Okay. in, uh, seven, uh, in 71. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So you didn't do any of the uh, reunion stuff later because I saw them in the 80s three times. My dad is one of our bonding issues. Uh, three Dog Night was one of the first bands he got me into as a kid. And I saw them three times at uh, Westbury Music Fair. Uh, Laurie, you may or may mm-hmm. not, you know, you know oh, that place. Yeah. I'd love to see you guys play there. Great place, okay. in the round, very small but beautiful place to play. But I saw Three Dog Night there, so I guess there's no chance he was playing with them then, huh?
1: Oh no, no! He would have been done probably by seventy-two. Um, yeah, it was the it was the the big U.S. tour in seventy-one. And okay, that was of course when they were new and all the songs were new and everything. And they were see back in those days, Three Dog Night was selling out arenas. Now they'll you know, you've got uh, right. Does anybody sell out arenas anymore?
3: I I was going to ask you about that. I, I don't Isn't know what it it's... the same
1: bands that sell out arenas now that used to right. They're <laughs> so, all back again. Yeah, they're just yeah, trying exactly, to exactly like the Stones or. Are... <laughs> Motley like Crue. John or Paul, uh, Paul McCartney can do it. Yep. You mean those old guys? Yeah,
3: the old guys. <laughs> yeah, I found out recently you guys may or may not be Def Leppard fans. I actually am. The first three, four albums, i a huge fan.
1: Oh, who doesn't love Def Leppard? Oh, I, I know Def a
3: lot Leppard. of people that don't, man. There's a lot of haters because they went the pop route and they have no respect for the fact they kept the drummer with one arm. You know, I mean, there's a lot of respect there. Steve Clark dying. I mean, I, I know a lot of people. There's a lot of haters and it's a shame
1: there's always going to be haters man oh yeah. yeah well that's the thing about music and music fans they they love to hate things more than they love to love things you're that's so right like oh you're so but, right yeah i mean def leppard but, man dude, they had
4: Mutt lang I mean, right really
3: right <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah.
1: That, that doesn't hurt
3: one of yeah, my I mean,
1: joe elliott's a big influence of mine i mean he's like why i wanted to be a rock and roller i mean i was just like man i want to be joe Maybe elliott when i was a kid
3: that's oh, awesome that yeah he is oh he, he's just a perfect he's yeah. so uh just uh, i don't know a uh, charismatic guy great one of the best front men i think that are in the business and they were a rock and roll band they really you know they get pigeonholed into the hair band category but i didn't really think they were there um but i i got the for christmas i got the hysteria um vegas show on blu-ray it's amazing absolutely amazing what year is it from? Oh, this past year. They did a residency. Oh, so it was recent. Yes. What they did, they did oh. the whole Hysteria album. Okay. Now, okay, that's that's good. But what I liked was they opened for themselves as a band called Dead Flatbird, and they played. That's when they played the Pyromania, the High and Dry, and on through the night stuff.
2: Oh
1: wow!
3: Yeah, it's cool stuff, man. They opened for themselves. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> they opened for themselves. Yeah, and and they were hysterical as usual, you know, the British humor.
1: Well, if you were looking at the uh, plethora of bands today to choose from i don't blame them that they open for themselves
3: right right <laughs> Yeah, i was gonna ask you now you know on that same note now you guys okay you go out there what kind of band do you want to have open for you or you open for how do you want to mix that up somebody completely different or somebody that sounds the same and i mean to me it sounds fresher if you say you have somebody out there playing something completely different but where, where would you go with that
1: I would say somebody that does what they're told to do and says, yes, sir, no, sir.
3: <laughs> I believe that with you. <laughs> so, you no, no sound in, in particular.
4: <laughs> yeah, don't look at me in the eyes. <laughs> it's in the contract.
1: <laughs> no, I think probably somebody, something different, you know, and I I think that's that's part of the things that we're wanting to bring back, well, you know, is diversity. And yes. Not um, sticking to the same genre and the same sound and, my whole world is just this one sound and nothing else can penetrate it, you know? It's like uh, Top 40 back in the day, man. You could hear uh, The Beatles. You could hear uh, Otis Redding. You could hear um, uh, Cream. You could hear, uh, gosh. Back to back. Yeah. Back back to back. You would hear Dylan and um, like uh, The Supremes back to back.
3: Right. Yeah. Hear,
1: yeah, it's just it's uh, it's it's crazy. Yeah, but now it's it's all sounds exactly the same. Oh, no. it's,
3: yeah.
4: I could tell you who I'd like to share the stage with.
3: Okay, go
1: for it.
4: Chris Robinson and the Brotherhood.
1: Did nice. you hear that, Chris Robinson? <laughs> Did you hear
4: that, man? <laughs> yeah, it's like that's so the only th-
1: reason we brought it up. Chris is so not chance you hear it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, well, just you know, send it to on his Twitter. You know, just uh, include him on on that tweet when we send the show Robinson. out. And, yeah, Chris of Robinson,
1: course. we would be elated for
3: you to open up for us. So. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that, too. Jeez. Well, you know, I, on that note, too, the, the, uh, this quote killed me, uh, Stacy. You have here, when they asked what kind of music you played, I, I, this was one of those reviews. You, you, you're like, the bluesy kind, not this white bread campfire stuff you hear now with all the beards and shit. <laughs> 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 I laughed when, Did out loud. Say that? Yeah, you said it. Uh, it's a quote from the Wired Review. No. Apparently, it's, okay. I'm curious what you mean by the white bread campfire stuff with all the beards and shit. Do you mean hipsters or?
1: Yeah, the hipsters that have absolutely no rhythm <laughs> and not one cool chromosome. Oh, man. I don't know. It's a, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just too much clapping and whistling and chanting and, and <laughs> reverb.
3: Yeah, and yeah,
1: little little wiener sitting there on their little wiener, little keyboard with their little wiener glasses and everything. It's like,
3: <laughs> oh man, have oh. you ever
1: heard a Led Zeppelin record, man?
3: Seriously, I mean, and then they always say that's their biggest influence. You know, like, oh, give me a oh, break. Oh yeah, please.
1: don't you hate that? Oh, just yeah.
3: enough. I'm so tired. It's of that. like,
1: okay, it's your biggest influence. Did you not learn a goddamn thing or what? <laughs> oh,
3: seriously, we were just talking about
1: that. I know. The yeah, yeah, we were just talking about that. The Everybody has their influences. Yeah, you know? yeah and the Beatles I are always
3: up there. To
4: that, and then make. This. that's yeah, how do you listen to that and then end up with this
3: <laughs> so true so true i'm so tired of it i, I watch a lot of palladia because you get a lot of live stuff on there i don't know if you, you watch it there's a new show now too uh something lo- called live in the room and i could see you guys doing that it's only half hour segments but they had you know like cheryl crow was on there jane's addiction was on there um and this guy gary clark jr who i think is awesome are you familiar with oh, him Oh yeah
1: yeah yeah i've heard Sorry, that guy yeah he's like a warner brother. artist yeah. So yeah yeah we saw him
3: right that's a yeah. good show that that one at least uh, you they, well they put their money where their well their mouth is we'll say um you know Lorianne, i, I want to ask you too i didn't hit on this one yet but i just kind of i don't know how i missed this tidbit but that you um sang vocals on india Ari's grammy nominated testimony yes.
4: album. i knew you were gonna say that yeah how did i, I miss did. that
3: i missed that the last time i don't even actually, know
4: actually i recorded it here in um nashville
3: okay i don't think we talked about that that's huge
4: Yeah. um, Actually, it was the song In the Heart of the Matter.
3: Okay. I'll make a Um, note of that for myself.
4: That was the song that I was on. I wasn't on the whole album, but I did that song. Right, right. And actually, I think she won something for that. She won an award for that song. It was nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, it Yeah. Yeah. nominated for a Grammy. So, I remember it was so funny. I'm in the car and... This other car, like uh, you know, like pulls up next to me, and there's this black girl in the car, and she's rocking out to the song in the heart of the matter, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like outside the window going, "Hey, that's me." That's me.
3: Uh-huh.
4: You did.
3: I did. Oh no. <laughs> did she look that's at you? Like, hey, I'm singing background on that song. <laughs> oh no. Hey, it's the first time, you know. <laughs> We're learning stuff today. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was
4: it was fun. It was it was really cool. I mean, I didn't get to meet her. That would have been really nice.
3: Oh, that was my next question. Okay.
4: Yeah, um, but uh, it was fun. It was a good time. It was a good uh, good experience.
3: Very cool. Um, every time I talk to you, too, Lori. I, like almost every time. We text Facebook or whatever. You're, you're always saying, well, Stacy is working his ass off again. I'm wondering, like, <laughs> with the EP out, like, what, what are you doing right now? When you're working your ass off, what's going on back there? What are you polishing off right now that, that I'm missing? Is this uh, setting up tours or more album well, cuts?
4: We have a lot of new material um, mm. that Stacy and I have been working on. Because, you know, a lot of the, the, the first stuff that we worked on was a lot of the songs Stacy had laying around for a while. And then now we've you know got some of those out of the way. Okay. And we started writing again, so we have a lot of new stuff coming.
3: Like a full-length album? Because I thought you were going to stay away from that because you just like the EP well, and the no, single thing. No, no,
4: just you know more. Um, I guess EPs, right?
1: Oh, we haven't really decided. We I mean, really know. I mean, Really, every options on the table. I mean, you know, with albums and stuff like that. I mean, if it calls for an album, mm-hmm. you know, so be it. You know, if it, you know, if you get a contextual. Conglomeration of songs that all belong together—that's one thing. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not against albums. I'm against right. doing them just for the sake of doing it. Right. You know. No, so, I understand that. I mean, it, I could see at some point. I mean, I could, I could totally. I mean, I've, I think I've got lots of songs that could, you know, based on times that I uh, wrote them, they could be albums, you know. And we could certainly write an album, but it has to happen. It's not something you can force. Good. Until then, we just do what we do. If we start working on stuff, we're like, hey, man, we're onto something. This is an album we're doing here, you know. Then there
3: it is. I like to hear that. Yeah. We might
4: be ripping out some covers too. You know, a few covers that. Aha! I was gonna ask that.
3: that. I was gonna ask that. Um, Uh Yeah. No, that that's cool. I I, I'm glad to hear that. That you know you're you're getting your old stuff out that's been sitting around collecting dust. I mean, you know, as a writer and other artists that I know, sometimes that stuff never gets out, and you're just stuck with it on the back burner. You're like, should I have put that out? Should I? But it sounds cool that you got that out of the way, and now you're moving on to newer stuff, fresher stuff, I guess, different sounds.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's all fresh to me. I mean, to, songs really don't have an age. They were never released, so nobody knows them. Um, mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's there's songs that uh, the Rolling Stones released seven years after they initially recorded them the first time. You know, and but nobody knew that. Right. Hey, that's there's it's part of the picture. You know, so all, all those things always keep around. But you know, it's 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 a lot of fun writing together because. Um, you know, we can start from scratch, working on new vocal techniques and you know melodies mm. and things that we want to do and how we want to communicate these songs. Okay. It's just a lot more fun. It's, it's it's a it's a totally different thing. So, but
4: we have some really groovy stuff coming out. Oh, oh yeah, cool, for sure. cool, cool, yeah,
3: very cool. Yeah, well, so far I haven't been disappointed. I, I I have everything I think that you put out so far, unless there's something I missed along the way.
1: You've got all six
2: songs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> got got yeah, all six.
3: You bet, man. <laughs> but um, and I saw this too. This is this is wild. Now um, this guy Paul Mary from the UK. Another great article. Seems really impressed with you. And uh, there's this weird possibility of you guys are going to the UK. Is this true?
1: Yeah, or, we've been thinking about it.
3: Ooh, I think you should.
1: Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of support in the UK. Hey, UK, we
3: love you. Hey, oh, I got some listeners you, from there. <laughs> I got listeners, man. I got some connections there. Can help you out. I just met this this cool dude, Marcus Hoff. Makes his own music, and of course Jet Noir, who's been a co-host on the show several times. But yeah, I mean these are cool people, and they they loved your music.
2: Oh, cool.
1: awesome! Yeah. Tell yeah. them to give us about twenty thousand pounds, and we'll be out <laughs> there, and, <laughs> in no time.
3: <laughs> they may listen to this. so It's possible. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't hit you up yet. I, I know they're busy because they've they've been dropping their own albums at this point. So yeah, everybody yeah, seems
1: all busy it. out here in rock and roll land, man.
4: Well, you could tag us all on Twitter.
3: Yeah, I'll definitely, yeah, I'll have to introduce you guys at some point. But I even got, you know, this is still how I am, I still buy CDs. I actually got a CD sent to me from the UK, that was a big deal for me. I just, just opening that package and seeing this foreign CD, was just, oh, this is so cool, that's like the, that's like my goal.
0: Yeah, import, man. (laughs) Right,
3: right, (laughs) mail to my house. It, It probably took the guy like a month to get it to me, God knows what he paid. And, you know, he's a cool dude. Marcus Hoff, once again, I'll probably play some of his stuff later on, I promised him I would. But uh, we should probably play something from you guys right about now. What do you think?
0: Ooh,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm do down. Yeah, I haven't heard him 100,000 times.
3: I'm <laughs> <laughs> <always good. laughs> well, you could forward through this part. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: well, uh, which one do you? Well, which one are you...
1: Maybe, maybe a song that Lorianne is singing, like uh, She, maybe.
3: She, okay, that's a good pick. Um, all right, good. I was going to say pick one that you're not sick of. Does that mean you're not sick of that one?
1: I'm never (laughs) sick of that one.
3: All right, right, folks. I have a
1: story about that song, too, whenever you're done. Ooh,
3: all right, we'll we'll get to the story right after this. Thanks, guys. That was she. (laughs) All fair, we were talking about beards (laughs) and hipsters because we just cannot resist. (laughs) Stacy's afraid they're not going to buy his album now, but I I said they will buy it. They just won't admit that they have it.
1: Oh, well, that's what a hipster does. Exactly. Exactly.
3: And apparently, Nashville is running rampant with hipsters by far worse than anywhere Everywhere is, though.
1: uh,
4: We got them in coffee shops.
1: It's going to start dying out here pretty soon.
3: Yeah, what do they do then? What do they do? Shave part of the beard?
4: Yeah. Shave. <laughs> Work their way down. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I, I never understood it. I think deep down with me it's a jealousy thing because I can't grow a beard. Huh? I, have this, I have this I have this redneck J- Joe Dirk beard that has like patches in the cheeks with nothing growing there, you know? <laughs> Joe Dirt. <laughs>
3: All right, so you said, now you owe us a story on She, the song She we just played. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what's the backstory on that?
1: Uh, that song is actually the cover. Uh, it's it's a cover of a cover, uh-huh. actually. So it was. Uh, it's it's originally a Graham Parsons Graham song. Graham Parsons, which, yes. You know, a lot of people know that.
3: I know that. I knew that today.
1: <laughs> okay. Yes. So, but that particular rendition is nothing like the Graham, which we usually don't do covers unless we're, it's something. It's a totally different rendition. You know. It's okay. Why duplicate what's already been done? Uh, but that is actually um, a rendition done by Sylvester and the Hot Band, which was, uh, I don't know if you, you remember Sylvester, the disco guy?
3: Uh, yes, I do. I, listen, I still listen to the 70s station, actually. So. You
1: know, Mighty real. Mighty you know, you know that song. <laughs> but um, Sylvester initially had uh, an R&B band uh, back in 72, or uh, 73, 74. My dad was in that band. And oh, wow. um, it was called Sylvester and the Hot Band. Really powerful uh r&b rock and roll band but they did that song she and they they did it in that way and i've always loved that song my whole life so we were like man we got to do that song because nobody's ever heard this and um you know they were on blue thumb back in those days and you know sylvester ended up leaving the band and nobody got to hear this stuff and it's (laughs) terrific and we figured well you know what uh nobody's ever going to hear this rendition of the song unless we do something about it. So we did it, and, you know, it's there, the there it is. On it.
3: Very cool. Yeah, it is awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't know it was a cover. because oh, Even when I read, people didn't realize it because you did, you did your own rendition of it, which, is, which makes perfect sense. Yeah, yes, I, that's the only way to do a cover tune. I agree with you on that one too. I hate when people, oh man, or they try to get so close to what it was and then change a vocal sound. Or I mean, just do your own thing, man. You know who, who's a great yeah. cover band? Def Leppard. <laughs> They're fantastic. I, I mean, really, I heard them do a Beatles uh, medley, and they were just amazing doing that that's oh, just really oh yeah yeah now we're going back to the 80s when they did that but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take a beating for my love of, of def leppard from haters but i, I don't care Shouldn't. they were a great rock and roll band they still are and very dedicated to what they do oh, um big fans too. yeah i was glad to hear that um let's see the voice what was the deal with that on twitter because uh, i did retweet that for you uh the voice did a good review but we weren't sure if it was like the actual voice magazine. yeah we're not either i don't know oh uh, no, nothing came of that or you... i don't
1: know well i mean i don't know twitter's kind of like that it's, it is you, you you live fast and die young in twitter
3: oh yeah yeah you know, i agree like,
1: tweets there and 10 seconds later it's already off your board you know i don't know that's Lori knows more about that than i do yeah it said
4: it was like a voice critic or so i could just be like a fan of like a season like a season of the voice or something right I mean, but they have a lot of followers, so well, and they really they really like the stuff. So, I mean, I don't really care. Exactly. You know?
3: Yeah, if they're imitation, you know, any, rev- any review is a good review on Twitter, if you ask me.
1: Well, we got a couple album sales out of it, so.
3: That's yeah. good. I was going to ask you, like, if Twitter works for you. Um, oh, yeah. Does, yeah, I guess it does. Our
4: fans are great.
1: It totally covered our box of donuts the next morning. So. <laughs> and that
3: pizza that I owe you, apparently.
2: That's right. Don't forget about that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, jeez. So the voice—we don't know if that's for real or not. Eh, well, I did retweet it for you. This is a funny thing about Twitter. My, my assistant, who actually isn't really on the show all the time, she's off and on. She does a lot of background stuff here. Not, not Heather. She's the co-host. Um, she actually, you know, has a name out there and she has a lot of followers. But my assistant has more followers than me. <laughs> I don't <know> if it's, <laughs> a, it's a female thing. I, I, I don't know. That's the way it well, goes. Well, you're not on much. Uh, that, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too old school like that. I, I, like I said, I still collect CDs. That's a problem. Occasional vinyl if I find it.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, for your show and everything, you, yeah, it's good to be on there and.
3: Oh, I know. Promoting
4: I, your show, or you
3: know. My partner, yeah, Nelson gives me a lot of crap for that. Uh, let's see here. Also, to louder than war. That was uh, that was another good article that was out there. Did you see that one? That As most recent.
1: Yeah, yeah, louder, yeah, yeah, louder than war is a pretty big uh, Manchester bloke. Yes, block.
3: they like you too. I mean, nothing but good things.
1: And, and again, UK. I mean, yeah. Paul Mary, UK, louder than war, UK. Gig, gig sluts, gig sluts has uh, another review coming out for, for Blue me. here, from what I hear. So, um, yeah, a lot of UK action, man. But I don't know.
3: anything negative? Let's say, what's the worst thing that's happened so far, as far as like critiques or just people coming up to you? Anything bad? No negativity.
4: Oh, I had some weirdo on Facebook.
3: No, you'll get that.
4: (laughs) The weirdos weirdos are starting to come out, you know, out of the woodwork, so. Um, But, uh, so I guess we're doing something right.
3: Yeah, I guess so. Once you get weirdos. Yeah. (laughs) I'll make sure, I'll defriend you tonight, don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) We live for it, Yeah, David.
3: Okay. (laughs) Good, 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 good. I
4: thrive.
3: Uh, Now... The, what, we were talking about this earlier. The biggest problem that we, that I see anyway and, and hear from artists like yourselves is that uh, folks are just not filling up the, the bars and venues to go see acts. How is it by you? I mean, do they go in to see these shows? I mean, it's, I know it's a different vibe down there, but.
1: Well, Nashville, yeah, it's the, it's the playing town, you know, it's yeah. music city. So, you know, you have a lot of venues here and a lot of people go into shows and, mm-hmm. um, I mean, is there anything compelling happening at these shows? I don't think so. Mm. Um, there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, gigs don't pay nothing. We're not. I mean, we aren't really beating our brains into go. You know, put a whole show together and hit the road and all that stuff because <sighs> it just it isn't the uh, it just isn't supportive of that anymore. I mean, right? Okay, let's just our our counterpart in 1968. Okay, let's just from listening to my dad talk, you know, because he was he was doing it back in Hollywood in those days. He could he could raise his family, pay his rent, get groceries, Mm -hmm. pay the bills with a baby just by playing gigs around town. I believe it. Not arenas or anything, but just, you know, being a working musician.
4: He didn't get paid in cheeseburgers and beer?
3: No, no, no,
1: no, he didn't get paid in exposure either. (laughs) That was free back then. You just got that
3: have How you been would you pay? have you been paid in cheeseburgers? No.
1: No, cuz we <laughs> refuse.
3: Okay. I'm just checking.
1: Bacon cheeseburgers, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, man. All right, so it's good to hear. So people are showing up when there's bands playing there. I mean, they, they show up for the big bands, like you said, here. Um, smaller venues, though, I, they just can't seem to fill them up anymore. I, I don't know. It, lazy kids that just go on YouTube to watch these things. I, I don't know what, just not buying the tickets. I don't know. It's kind of disheartening.
1: Well, it, I mean, I think from my, my point of view, the reason I don't go to shows is because I'm not interested in the music being made. You know, I'm just I'm just not interested. Right. Um and, and I and I think what's happened is a lot of bands and listen, bands out there, man, kids, listen. Put the material ahead of playing live first. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to all right, it's the five of us, all Jump right, in the van. Let's let's, go. let's let's jump in the van and go rock and roll, you know, and it's this whole romantic thing and the the whole point of all of this is to is to create something that's that you can be proud of that other people will like and you know you express yourself the way you're intending to and make an art out of it that's that's that's, that's why rock and roll got popular to begin with
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and and i think if people focus more on their craft on writing playing arranging putting music together first uh first and, i mean mostly figure it out what the hell it is you're trying to say because that's, like, the part they don't care about. It's like, okay, we got our our hipster uniform, check. Beard, check. Little keyboard, check.
4: <laughs>
1: check. And then they're, oh, we got a band.
4: We're good. We're good. <laughs> Rock and roll.
1: So that's, I think that's why, I mean, <clears throat> bands are scum out there in the world right now. We're having a hard time because nobody cares. It's like... You know, you like post something on Facebook or you Mm -hmm. post something on anything like that. It's like nobody cares, you know. I mean, people used to love rock and roll and bands and all that.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. And I
1: don't blame them. And it's because bands don't have anything to say. Right. And they're too afraid to say what they might want to say because their manager advises against it. I mean, let's not get started with a major label. You ain't saying shit if yeah. you're on a major label, because they do not want to disrupt that Walmart distribution. You're right. All right. So we have that to contend with. Usually they would just say it and, you know, you'd have to, you know, they would have to call John Lennon and say, okay, well, you can't say fuck in this song. And he'd say, well, why blah, eh, not yeah. <laughs> So, and, and, and then they'd say, okay, well, that one word, okay, whatever. But you would still get the political message of the album out. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, they, you know, nobody wants any messages. Mm. No messages. We want to hear what's in Taylor Swift's (laughs) Scooby-Doo Lunchbox, and that's about it. That's about all we can handle.
3: (laughs) It's terrible. Uh, You're so right. Uh, There's no no passion. Yeah, like like you said, I get frustrated. I'll post a show. Sometimes I get a ton of hits and listens, and then other times – Missed completely, so I have to put it back out there. And it's funny, the people are just not excited about music anymore, and that's what I'm trying to do with this, is get people excited about stuff they've never heard before. Now, everybody wants to hear stuff that they know and that they're familiar and comfortable with instead of trying something completely new. That's not how I grew up. No way.
1: Well, you know, uh, so, some of that is a... It's, it's, it's like a reinvestment uh, on their part. Mm. And, I mean, honestly, a lot of people don't have time anymore. People mm. are so busy, you know, they're... If they're not working three jobs and have three kids and, and the only time you get free time is you're taking a nap, you're not going to go listen to 45 minutes of an album.
3: That ain't right. going to happen.
4: People don't
3: have attention spans or the time for that. Yes. Yeah, those are all factors. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: and, and, I, and I think another thing, too, is um, um, when they reinvest, um, particularly young people, they're having to uh, – Make a different assessment of who they are because when you're young and in high school, out of that, who you are is greatly dictated by the kind of music you listen to. Yep.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Especially, when, I mean, I don't know if it's still that way now. I,
3: I don't know either. I, I don't know. I
1: guess it is, but when it I was, was in high school
3: yeah.
1: in Texas, you had a bunch of cliques. You had the Ropers, Ropers. music. You had the Thugs. Yes,
3: I remember you had, Ropers.
1: You had the Grungers, Seattle. You had the, um, the preppies waiting for a star to fall. They're all singing that stuff, okay? So your identity is the music you listen to. Well, if you start listening to another kind of music, how is anybody gonna figure out who the hell you are? Okay? You know, so that's why it's it's so tough for young people to listen to everything, because then who would they be to all their friends and themselves?
3: Mm. Right. Yes. Just
1: be goth, man.
4: Just be goth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's just
1: everybody be goth.
3: <laughs> oh man, yeah, right. They're not even metal goth. I, I, I don't even try to understand it anymore. However, I will play goth on my show when it's the pure goth, the real stuff. You know, I've had several bands on here, and they're really good. One of them's from the UK, actually. Um,
1: well, there's no better place to be from than the UK. Yeah, or there is, and that's the North Pole because it's never daytime up there. <laughs> the only good goth bands are from the North Pole,
3: <laughs> and death metals in Norway. <laughs> Let's be that's straight right. on that. You should explain to our non-Texas folks what ropers are. I know what that is. And
1: ropers Well, them as shit kickers. Yep, yep. <laughs> they uh, no, it's the uh, it's the. Uh, boots and cowboy hat and the wranglers and the big old belt buckle and their name on the back of the belt. And they didn't and like metal. On
4: their car as well.
3: They didn't like metal guys very much. Oh, yeah. Much.
1: <laughs> it is. Yeah. They they would do this thing where, you know, uh, Billy Bob would have the pick up truck and uh, you would have uh, <laughs> uh, Joanne next to him and they'd actually have their names stenciled uh, behind where they sit on the window of the truck or on this window itself. So wow. So <laughs> wow. they would know which door to open, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh man. So, but it was always funny, you know, looking at uh you know, uh whenever somebody broke up, you know, you would see them out there with a scraper
4: scraping
3: the name off the you know.
4: <laughs> I can't get rid of that.
3: Oh. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, that
1: was the uh that was the George Strait and the Garth Brooks crowd and all that, that stuff which 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 is all cool. It's all good.
3: Yeah, so they'll impede on your uh space. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, I we
1: actually, uh, I mean, there was, I mean, being in Mesquite, Texas, which is where I was at at the time, um, you know, the Mesquite Championship Rodeo was just right down the road. So uh, at lunchtime, I think it was, I think it was my junior year. They actually brought a jukebox in to the lunchroom to where we could play music during lunchtime.
3: <laughs> nice.
1: And so it was always Garth Brooks, Billy Ray Cyrus. I'm really aging myself here. yeah right? no. <laughs>
3: um,
1: but yeah, all of that, so. Oh, Amazing. that wasn't very fun very long. I mean, they didn't play any M. Def Leppard, you know. Or anything, right.
3: <laughs> yeah, they were still, uh, well, they, I was in high school when Hysteria came out. So that was their big comeback. And uh, we were allowed to bring boomboxes in and in the smoking area, all the burnouts is what we call them. I'm sure Laurie is familiar with the term burnout. Uh-huh. And dirt bag on Long Island, um, yeah. Well, we yeah. <laughs> not everybody's familiar with that one. They get a kick out of it here too. Um, but yeah, we had our boombox, and I believe "Battery" by Metallica was the last thing I remember being played in the courtyard there. So yeah, I'm aging myself too. But boy, do I miss those days. <laughs> well, yeah, real music. I don't know. I don't know. But back to Def Leppard, I gotta ask you guys this because you're both such fans. If you could cover a song, which which Def Leppard song would you cover?
1: Um I don't,
3: you know. Oh Love Bites. Love Bites, I like she
1: it. She would want to do Love Bites, which is a great song in my Oh opinion. you guys could do that, yeah. Um I would have to say um put you on the spot. Um I'm trying to pinpoint the name. It's the first track off uh High and Dry.
3: Oh, that's uh another hit and run? Or is that uh
1: hold on i'm pulling up my itunes <laughs> hold on a second <laughs> they just See, i'm it. a real fan
3: they just played it too you guys got to get this blu-ray you'll love it you will love it and i have it I have another oh it's uh a...
1: let it let it go
3: let it go yeah, yeah. you're right
1: yeah, yeah man it's really hard because that that's a cool one and um that's a great a one
3: Oh, that's a great one, man. Yeah, I'd love to I'm just trying to hear <laughs> your too voices late for do that. Love is awesome. too, oh that's what I, that's like my favorite. That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They always play that one.
1: A lot yeah. to choose from. I mean Pyromania is one of the strongest damn albums there are. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean hysteria. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I just I just love Dev Leopard. Yeah, me too. Uh,
3: good to hear. well, all right i to ask you this one, too, because I hope this happens someday. Um, soundtracks. Let's say you guys got to make a soundtrack for a movie. What kind of movie would you want to do a soundtrack for?
4: Um, uh, Man.
3: Because I, I could see know. it. I could totally see it happening. It would be a love story. Probably not a horror movie. No.
4: No, probably not a horror movie. Something really artsy something real dark like kind of dark
3: and dark action flick
4: something tragic
3: something mm. and-
1: but I don't know I I think something um, like a weird twist on a sci-fi would be
3: cool oh that'd be fun Back
1: Mountain, Back Mountain.
3: <laughs> like if they remade west Westworld or something like that and you guys did the soundtrack yeah I could totally see you guys doing a dark sci-fi one that'd be awesome I'd be the first in line to buy it and yes mm-hmm. I'd buy the CD <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: yeah. I mean, it, I mean, we could. I mean, I, I don't know if if we're sp- like writing a score for a movie. You yeah,
3: mean, yeah. Either or,
1: but well, we, score. It, it would it would depend. I mean, I
4: mean, we have a touch of psychedelic, yeah, psychedelic like, sound to what we do. Yeah. So I would probably like to do something kind of trippy, like
1: yeah, something like, like on the, the
4: uh, what's that song with the um, with George Martin that part. They were trying to figure out the uh, hmm.
0: song. See, I
3: should you know, know this. Know,
4: they're like counting through a song. Oh, A Day in the Life. A Day in the Life. Hmm. Something like that would be
3: cool. Do your own uh, magical mystery oh, well, tour? Oh, uh, I wish
1: we could write A Day in the Life. That would, <laughs> it sh- damn would be cool, wouldn't it?
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm picking your brain here because I'm curious. I'd love to see what you guys could do with stuff like that. You already you, you do your own videos as it is, right?
2: We do our own everything. Yeah, right?
3: yeah. yeah I've come <laughs> to see that. And We're I, gonna be dead soon. <laughs> well, that's, DIY, baby, DIY. That's that's one way to look at it, is Get long everything as we have to get everything done. Get it in the can while you can. Um, I see too. You have a deluxe edition of was it red and blue? Yes. And comes with a t-shirt. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I just saw that today. That's a nine ninety nine, and you get both EPs and a t-shirt. And that's on your yeah. site now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. You get artwork with that as well. Oh, cool. So you get. Um, uh, red features um, the single artwork for each song, and uh, there's a, a poster on there uh, there's, that you can download, you can print out, high-res, it's a high-res cool. poster, so it's it's ready for printing.
3: All right. Well, I appreciate your time, guys. Is there anything else you want to throw out there right now? Uh, anything else we should know? Anybody you want to say hi to?
1: Well, that the, uh, the Digital Deluxe Package is on Bandcamp.com,
3: cool. under the bloody nerve. All right. That's awesome. And the bloody, your, your website's really easy. I I love how easy it is to navigate. You just find what you want, when you want. There's no delays. Everything pops up quickly. Uh, some of them are just ridiculous. Uh, yours is like cut and dry. I like all your reviews are right there. Then you can learn everything about you guys, like just, you know, in an hour just sitting there going through it. I, I had fun with it. What can I say? And then I bought your EP. I wish I'd bought the deluxe one, though. <laughs> I didn't see that. Damn till, you. I know. Well, I, I tell
1: you what. <laughs> uh, Once you. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we can trade a pizza for it, or something. Or <laughs> we've been through this before. we will <laughs> have to think about road. that. I'll get I'll get back to you on that.
3: Then. That's cool. That's cool. Well, if you're ever in Pittsburgh, you know, well, you know, you got to stop by. and Definitely owe me a visit. And maybe we'll do a uh, a live session here. Think I could ever get you guys to do something live for me?
1: A uh, music, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: acoustic. <laughs> <laughs> do I have yeah. to beg. Yeah, man. We
1: could. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll grow my beard and bring a banjo and. <laughs>
3: All right. Well, again, I thank you for your time. This was a great way for me to kick off this new year, having you guys on. Uh, Big fan, always, and uh, I'm going to continue to follow your work, that's for sure. Keep me updated on everything.
1: Well, we will do that. Don't worry.
3: All right, and uh, good luck with the rest of the band there. I hope everything works out for Joey. And uh, we'll
1: keep you posted. Please, please do. Yeah, a lot of stuff that's is is about to go down. So there's going to be a lot to talk about. Yeah, thanks for the support, man. We 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 appreciate it a lot. No problem.
3: Love to see you guys go to the UK too.
1: Oh, we would too.
4: (laughs) Go to the UK.
3: It's not out of the question. That'd be a blast. All right, I'll have to talk to my peeps out there. (laughs) I got a few. All right, thanks again. Thanks for listening, folks. And we're going to go out with a tune here. Uh, What what should we play to end things here? Um, it's funny that you guys can't pick your own song. <laughs> I it's get like amused. trying to
1: pick your favorite child, Dave. <laughs>
3: I get amused by that. <laughs> it's
1: funny, uh, my, uh, uh, my friend David Norris, my uh, producer for a long time, uh, every, every time I say that, well, it's like trying to pick your favorite child, he goes, okay, Michael. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so he's, he's like picking one, and Matt's like, what?
3: <laughs>
1: Hilarious. Nice.
3: All right, well, it's up to you guys, or I'm going to pick one.
4: I say I'll let you pick it.
3: Well, I'm going to go for Strange. Yeah, that's cool. It's kind of a favorite right now. I like that one too. It could change next week, but Strange right now. Okay, Strange it is. And good night, folks. Thanks for tuning in, and check out the Bloody Nerve, please. All right, good night, guys.
2: I have
0: some loose jello. Okay.
2: Okay. Well, that settles that.
0: and live in a life by your own design.
4: Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success.
0: This is Unapologetically Fab,
4: an Electric Cast production.
0: We'll see you there. Electric Cast.
1: Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us, from renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed.
0: Electric Acid.